You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launch date the 7th of March 2021. Andy, it's okay. Just breathe. I need to get to higher ground, get some perspective on the situation. Tanya, I spy a bigger crater. You up for a climb? Oh, I'm up for anything. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and here's what's coming up in this week's podcast. And it's just for you. (gasps) But what about all the others? Uh, Coming straight after this intro, we have our customary little chat about what's currently on our minds. Highlights include more on recasting Russell T Davis and Red Rocket Rising. That'll be followed by our latest reviews, Doctor Who Short Trips, The Meaning of Red, featuring the Fifth Doctor and Perry. Straight after that, we delve behind the scenes with our latest Eighth Doctor adventure, Stranded 2, starring Paul McGann and Tom Baker and Nicola Walker and many others. Next up, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. That'll be followed by the Randomoid Selector Chop, where we randomly select a Big Finish release and give you a 25% discount. Oh, yeah, not bad at all. Goodness me. And then we round things off with a 15-minute drama tease of the Eighth Doctor Adventures Stranded 2 Dead Time by Matt Fitton. Absolutely free! Um, Yes, we've had a bit of an email response about our chat concerning the recasting of older Doctor Who characters, such as the Third Doctor, the Brigadier, Sarah Jane Smith, Liz Shaw. And I thought it would be worth airing them ahead of our official listeners' uh, email segment of the podcast, because it's a separate thing. Would you mind, Benji? No, not at all, not at all. Well, this one here is from Ronnie Garcia, which says, um, Just heard your recent podcast... Don't worry about what people say about you guys. Haters are going to hate, and there's no stopping that. James Patterson and Stephen King get haters too. Uh, <laughs> what can be stopped is fans bullying each other, uh, bullying other fans uh, out of something that they love and enjoy listening to. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, uh, anything, then people are having it hard enough as it is right now in this pandemic. Big finish, we love your stories. Heart. Little heart there. Isn't that nice? Oh, it's a blue heart as well. Interesting. A blart. A blart. A blart. <laughs> There's some interesting punctuation in there, which rather was it's quite difficult to read. So sorry about that, folks. Uh, next up, uh, Ryan Walton says, Hi, Nick and Benji. I've never emailed him before, but uh, listened weekly and figured, why not? Absolutely. Now, eh? Welcome, yeah. welcome. Actually, I actually waved, in, I waved then. Uh, did you? Oh, yeah. You can't see it, but I'm I did, waving. I did actually oh, wave, Ryan. so there we go. I did see that on the screen there. I'm emailing because I really was really moved by the opening part of today's podcast, which, having seen the negative comments online about recasting the Doctor, warmed my heart with the passion you showed about what you do and why you do it. The main message of being kind, which is what you said, Benji, which I thought was great, of which the Doctor would be proud, reminded me of why I find you and Big Finish such an inspiration. As a huge Big Finish fan, uh, I, along with no doubt many others, greatly appreciate all you and everyone at Big Finish do to create new, amazing, fresh stories that bless our ears. That's rather nice, isn't it? Mm. Big Finish, bless your ears. (laughs) Men. Thank you. Uh, Big Finish has helped me through some difficult times and frankly, I think it's a wonderful community to be part of. Regards, Ryan Walton. P.S. Whoever runs the Twitter account always makes my day that little bit better. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I... I actually sent that email to our marketing and PR team. Uh, Chloe does a lot of uh, the uh, Twitter stuff, so she was very, very pleased to receive that message. So I always try and pass the love on. Uh, we got one here from Nissa McKinnon. 
Nissa. I hope that's I hope that's uh, Nissa's real name. That'd be great. It is uh, doc- yes. a, a proper Doctor Who Doctor Who name. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this one, uh, the subject of this one is recasting. Um, I just wanted to say that I enjoy the recasts. I haven't heard many of them, but those that I have are close enough that I do not think that is not the original. Uh, I think the nature of Doctor Who is constantly reimagining itself. Part of this is the obvious regenerations, but I think that allows more fluidity. Uh, I'm on a couple of Doctor Who groups uh, on the book is Faces and in the classic Doctors 1 to 8. Um, I asked if your works were acceptable to mention. Uh, the only negative thing was about how one person thought the recasts were a bad idea. It felt so dark, I decided not to feed the trolls. I'm like that on YouTube when a suggestion comes up, 139 reasons why the new Doctor Who has failed, etc, etc. I wish that these people who were so upset would take that energy and make something good. That's a good point. Uh, Please continue doing the amazing things that you do. I would like to think that we can make it normal, uh, that there's no gatekeeping in fandom. Stay shiny, Nissa McKinnon. (laughs) I am quite shiny today, actually. Yeah, shining, shining yeah. like a film star. Thank you, Nissa, and thanks for all of you who wrote in to sort of uh, appreciate that. I mean, I only... I've got this crazy belief that if you just tell the truth and tell people what you feel, hopefully people will understand. I'm sure that can't be true in the real cynical world out there, but that's my that's my silly, naive belief, you know. Um, uh, next up, I'd like to mention Mind of the Hodiac by Russell T. Davis. Uh, as you know... Um, Russell, I think it was during a tweet along, mentioned that he had an old script that he'd written and sent, either he'd sent into Doctor Who and it had been rejected, or I don't know what it was. And he said, Look, uh, and I think he said, Oh, big finish, I'm open to offers or something. So, of course, we, uh, we, you know, said something about it. And the interesting thing is that Russell, bless him, he's one of the nicest people on earth, and I do count him an old friend. He, uh, he went on the one show, which is BBC One entertainment program, uh, where you have to check your mind in at the door. <laughs> 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 um, You're not going on anytime soon. No, I certainly am not. They'd never ask me. Uh, I think I was down to do something on there once, but it got cancelled at the last minute, so I'm not bitter. <laughs> you did Good Morning Britain, did you? Or what was it called? Daybreak at the time it was called. Yeah, I've done a lot of those shows. They they all just meld into one mindless uh, (laughs) lump. Anyway, no, but Russell went on there and he just completely out of the blue mentioned that he was going to do this for Big Finish. And this is before a deal was signed with him or anything was on our website. So it had a massive response online, of course. But it was no use to us because, (laughs) you know, no one could buy anything. And so then, interestingly, when we've done our announcement of it, it had less of an impact because it's been leaked. And this is, you see, you know, there's all this business about secrecy around stuff. And sometimes it seems unnecessary. But this is a brilliant illustration, as our head of marketing pointed out to us all, why it's not a good idea to leak things. It's a good idea to get your ideas together, he said, using the word idea too much, and then release the news when all your ducks are in a row, when there's a product page, maybe a cover, maybe a trailer, maybe not even that, but just somewhere for people to go to act upon their enthusiasm. And that's what benefits Big Finish and ultimately the listeners, because it means that we're able to carry on making stuff because the revenue comes in to cover the cost of what we do. So um, it was an interesting experience, that, but we we're very, very excited. Uh, Emily Cook is producing and Scott Hancock is co-writing with uh, Russell T. Davis. So it's going to be an amazing uh, uh, release. And there are many um, news announcements along the way to come about when it's out and stuff like that and what the story's about and 
and the cover. I've always heard some stuff about the cover art recently, which is very exciting. The cupboard art, you see. The so cupboard art, yes. Yeah. So there's art in a cupboard, and then we let it out, and then it, everyone knows what it looks like. What? That's the magic of it all. And finally, Red Rocket Rising. It's a website run by our dear friends, Tony Jones, and Nick declared it dead. He did a couple of weeks ago, dead and gone. <laughs> I know, I was quoting an old review during you the fool, round of one you old I know. Fool. Uh, Red Rocket Rising, the, the planet name, comes from Blood of the Daleks, which was the first of the new Eighth Doctor Adventures with Sheridan Smith as Lucy Miller a long, long time ago. 2006, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, or maybe 2007. Yeah. So I just wanted to say huge apologies to Tony, who did write in in an email that we can't quote. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I don't know what I was thinking. I confused it. I think there was a, the site called Mondas or Planet Mondas. Is that right? I don't know. I'm going to get this right. And I think that that definitely stopped. And I, mean, I just you know, I got the thing my planets about, confused. I mean, the thing about Mondas is, even if it stopped, you know, yes. it'll, come, it'll come back in a couple of years' time, flying it across will space, come won't back. it? You know? <laughs> back I go yeah. into orbit. Yes, it will. Scared? Yeah, why should <laughs> I care? <laughs> we, both did, we both I said scared for some reason. Like, care? <laughs> scared? Yes, I am. It's where he's interviewing people, that cyber leader's going around interviewing people holding a microphone out. Yes, what would you like to say into my cassette recorder? <laughs> Do you like so my sorry. cloth face? Um, well, I suppose it's <laughs> time. It is time for the latest reviews. As promised, no, we're not going to do the whole podcast. The right? whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> oh dear. Um, we're looking at Doctor Who short trips, the meaning of red, featuring the fifth Doctor and Perry. From Big Finish Productions. She'd seen the Doctor's reaction just before the TARDIS disappeared. So knew he hadn't left by choice. But did that mean he was coming back for her? Doctor Who short trips. The meaning of red. Warning lights continued to blaze across the TARDIS console, as both time and space warped violently around the ship. At first, Perry thought the strange distant howling was just the wind blowing outside. But the reactions of the others told her that it wasn't so. Gradually, the screams got closer and closer, each time seeming to come from a different point around the habitat perimeter. If she could have broken into a run, she would have done. Instead, she simply stumbled onwards, until finally her spirit ran as dry as the dust billowing around her, and she fell to the earth. Big finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type in The Meaning of Red. You can put that in the search pane at the top and you will get this little beauty. Nice. I just, I, I don't think it's pronounced Perry. Obviously, it's Perry. Potpourri, isn't it? It's Perry. Oh, po- 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 Perry is a fairy. Hmm. <laughs> but before it was good, it was evil. And that's what you are doing the reviews. Right. Come on, Nick. Come on. <laughs> well, first up, well, it's uh, a, a review you're going to read out, I believe. Oh, even better. Well, this one here is from cultbox.co.uk, and this is from Ian McArdle. Hello, uh, Ian. And it says here, Nicola Bryant is an excellent, enthusiastic narrator, and she easily recreates the early Perry. 
who does plenty of growing up within the story. Uh, in the danger of being overlooked amid the rush of the Time War and Time Lord victorious releases, The Meaning of Red is a thoughtful character piece and well worth a listen. Mm. It's also one of the lengthier short trips at almost 45 minute long. What? Minutes, minutes long. Uh, so yeah, that's, 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 is it a short trip? It's a sort of... I guess a medium sort of trip, I suppose. You know, <laughs> a medium of, trips! Sort of popped popped out for the milk and got distracted by other things. And presented with another striking Mark Plasto cover. That's it. So that's Bingley Bongley Bingley Bay. That's one, <laughs> two, three, four out of five stars. Or in, or in our case, it's five stars, just one of them's white. Yes, exactly. It's just shining, shining through. Um, this one is from winteriscoming.net and it's uh, James Agas. Uh, Agas? Agas. We've gone through this before and I'm sure he's written in and told us how to pronounce it. We I'm just so never sorry, remember James. things. Oh, that's so stupid. Did I just say that? I can't remember. I don't know. It's just like me, you know, like washing my hair because I've not got any. <laughs> I can never remember whether I've done it or not. Yeah, the amount uh, of I'll, times I'll, you send me photos saying, I've just had my hair done. And I say, <laughs> no, no, you haven't. On top of a solid story is Nicola Bryant's strong narration. It's full of energy and personality in all the right places, allowing both the world and the characters to be brought to life nicely. Together with the excellent character-focused story itself, it all comes together to make the meaning of red, interestingly highlighted in blue here, one of the stronger short trips this year. Well, the big blue podcast at UK, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Jordan Shortman says, The Meaning of Red is a sterling debut script for Rod Brown, with mm. elements of environmental dangers, as well as the meaning of remembrance. Uh, one wonders why, given the final line, this wasn't released a little closer towards Remembrance Sunday, which is also Benji's birthday. However, ah. it's a thought-provoking piece which Nicola Bryant delivers with excellence. Good point, though, there, Jordan. Yes, I mean, we just should have got a bit more organised. This one is michaelgolanevsky.com, and uh. it's, of course, by Michael Golanevsky. Uh, Meaning of Red is an atmospherically strong and quietly memorable short trip that tells a very integral moment in the development of Perry as a character that we never saw, we never quite saw this early on screen with this incarnation of the Doctor. Rod Brown's script is almost strong enough to be a full cast piece in its own right, especially with a longer length and a full cast of characters that are each memorable and interesting. But really, this audio hinges on another great performance from Nicola Bryant, who imbues her character with life, heart and intelligence in a setting that really takes full advantage of who she is and what she's going through. It's another surprisingly great story, especially coming off of the equally excellent Her Own Bootstraps that represents an outstanding debut from another new writer to be finishes extensive catalogue who shows true nuance with his work and another great adventure 8.7 out of 10 very precise there thank you michael well next week we'll be looking at the reviews for the paternoster gang heritage 4 uh, with more exciting adventures for madame vastra jenny and strax listeners emails coming up soon but first let's delve behind the scenes with the eighth doctor adventures stranded 2 I'm Matt Fitton. I scripted it stranded and I wrote episode one of series two, Dead Time. We could be looking at a whole new aberrant timeline. I have to find out how far it extends. See? Total non-explanation. What is he talking about? You get used to it. I'll get to the bottom of it. And the best thing I can do to explain, Tanya, is to take you with me. What do they say? Show, don't tell. So at the start of this second series, 
the TARDIS has started to heal itself, but it's because of a particular kind of energy. There was a huge paradox that took place at the end of Series 1, where some alien assassins from the future came back to assassinate the Doctor, convinced that he's a, a terrible tyrant. So, obviously, he's very keen to investigate that situation. So in dead time, uh, the Doctor is looking to take the TARDIS on a test flight. He can see it's starting to be restored, but he, we don't know at this stage exactly what bits of it work and what bits don't. Hello, I am Hattie Morahan and I play Dr Helen Sinclair. It feels rather strange calling her doctor. She was, I suppose, an academic doctor, but she's in the company of a far more sort of prestigious doctor, I suppose. So maybe she's just Helen Sinclair now. Everyone else has gone. I haven't, have I? I wanted to be with the doctor. Oh, thank you very much. I'm not good enough. It's not that. I know. One thing that, that jumps out is that Robin, who's a, who's a young man who she sort of, um, who Helen started to feel quite protective of, who lives in the, um, in the house in Baker Street with them, he sneaks on board. And so she finds herself adopting, I guess, a sort of naturally just becoming a bit more maternal around him and protective. I've never really been much of a relationship person. Always seemed more important things to think about. And now, well, if we do end up stuck having to scavenge a living at the end of time, we all need to get along. Hello, my name is Nicola Walker and I play Liv Chenka. And you, Liv? Where are you from? A long way in the future. But it doesn't matter. I'm me. I'm still me in the here and now. And if your time machine's working again... How long will the Doctor stick around? We've just been recording parts of Stranded where we are taken far, far, far into the future and I've had a lot of stuff to do with the character Andy and I really love the dynamic between Andy and Liv. My name is Rebecca Root and I play Tanya Bell in Doctor Who Stranded. I simply have to get used to living as the new me one day at a time. And I do. I always do. Yeah. Things work out more often than they don't. I can see why Liv likes having you around. You're a very reassuring presence. I'm sure she thinks the same of you. We start to see how Tanya has uh, an interplay of relationship dynamics between all four of them. Hello, my name's Benji Clifford and I'm the sound designer on Stranded 2. That's not so bad, it's just a door. Should we look inside? What's the worst that could happen? Ah! Oh God, it's the worst! It's happening! It's happening! Andy! I had an absolute blast working on Stranded 2. It's just such a, especially this box set, it's such a varied and, and different box set. Every story is completely different. And, you know, I love that. In the first story, you know, we're on a, a distant, desolate planet, which is interesting to do. You know, you've got to create all these sounds of rocks and dirt and all this other stuff and really make it feel as though they're trudging through this horrible sort of world, you know, desolate future world. Yes, it's um, it's been a fun episode to record in the middle of a heat wave in lockdown from our own separate little booths in our houses. So hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
And just go to bigfinish.com, type stranded into the search pane at the top to catch up on this exciting strand of adventures. Yes, yes, yes. And don't forget, there will be drama teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Stranded 2, Dead Time, mm. by Matt Fitton, right at the end of this podcast for free. Oh, just contain your excitement for a moment, though, because we're now moving beyond excitement. Just wait for that to finish. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's listeners' emails. That's right, it's super simple. If you want to talk yes. to us, all you have to do like is send me. us an email, you know. <laughs> like me, did you say? Yes. <laughs> I'm super simple. Um, Arr. Super. Uh, all you have to do is send these emails to podcast at bigfinish.com, send them in, and you never know. They might get read out, they might not. They might just sort of get read in our heads and then and then never, never get read out. And, you know, it just sometimes happens like that. You read it, you think, oh, that's a great email, and then you end up sort of just not... just reading it out it's awful no. isn't it really but exactly. we try this could be a very silent section where we just read the things to ourselves yes here's mm. the first one mm. that reminds me actually uh, um, <sighs> what's his name who used to present Tiz was Chris Mus. Chris no don't you know him he used to be he used to do the, can't remember used to do, um, who wants to be a millionaire Tarrant Tarrant Chris Tarrant he used to do this Chris thing Tarrant I can't do this he's sort right. of Chris it's a Tarrant. bit like that it's, isn't it welcome to who wants to be a millionaire that's pretty good pretty good a billionaire uh, he um, he used to read out rules to quizzes on Tizwas and they were um, they were deliberately completely overcomplicated. and then he used to say at the end of reading out the rules he said right let's uh uh, let's just go through those again. <laughs> and then he would just stand there looking at it and go, yeah, I think I've got them. Uh, <laughs> so he's only ready to himself. I'm glad I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've I've used that joke so many times and it never gets a laugh. Anyway, next up, Paul Garland. Oh, sorry, you haven't read the... You haven't read yours <laughs> one yet. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Paul, just hang in there. Hang know, in you, there. know your place, Nick. Uh, this, one's, <laughs> this one is from another Paul, though. It's Paul oh. Rogerson, you see, and the subject of Everyone's, this one is... It's the Paul email. It's the Paul email, yes. Uh, Paul Side, uh, Paul McGann... Uh, pull this cord um, and this, the subject of this one is Red Dwarf uh, Hi fellas how are you? Fine yeah, well, Not bad Yeah. Well right. I've just had a vaccination so I was feeling a bit awful yesterday a bit, But it's you know it's good to have it done It's good yeah, to have it done it? I've not had mine definitely. yet but I'm hopeful I'm hopeful Well that's because so, you're several decades younger than me Yes it does help it does help to be young um, <laughs> For a while I've been thinking how good it would be to hear Big Finish do Red Dwarf Especially now that they seem to just uh, be doing specials on TV uh, now and again. Uh, I don't know how possible it would be or how it would work with Doug Naylor, um, whether he'd be happy for someone else to write them or whether you'd let him write some or all of them. Uh, But I'm sure the cast would be up for it. All the best from Paul in Burnley. Wow. Well, I think we did ask once and they were not interested. Interesting. So I thought that was worth hearing because people do ask it from time to time and, yeah, they just didn't want to do it with us. So there you go. Next up, Paul Garland, uh, the aforementioned Paul Garland. Uh, He writes in DL only versus limited print run CDs was controversial. Hi, Nick and Benji. I hope this email finds you well and coping with lockdown just about. I wanted to email to express my disappointment that some of your upcoming releases are download only, uh, specifically the Blake 7 Lucifer Genesis Genesis, Genesis audiobook and Jago and Lightfoot series 14. 
I'm not questioning download-only releases as a general principle, because if that is what is necessary to make a particular range commercially viable, then I have no problem with that. But I think the two upcoming releases I mentioned ought to be exceptions to this general principle. This is because they are both the final release in their respective series. And for a CD collector who has all the previous releases in those series sitting proudly on my shelf, it is rather frustrating that these are download only. So I will have the audiobooks of the first two novels in the Lucifer trilogy on my shelf in CD format, but the third and final audiobook will be download only. Likewise, I will have series 1 to 13 of Jago and Lightfoot plus all the specials on my shelf, but not series 14. On occasion, you've released limited print runs on CD, e.g. Class and Box of Delights, and I would have hoped that you might have seen your way to even a limited print run of these releases. Collectors generally pay premium prices for limited print runs, and I personally would have been happy to pay an extra fiver or tenner above the normal CD price uh, just to complete my physical collection. That's really all I wanted to say. I hope I don't come across as a grump. Not at all, Paul. You, you know, we're interested in what people think. Uh, I will end on a positive note by saying how pleased I was about the Box of Delights and expressing my hope that the Midnight Folk might not be too far behind. I'm guessing that was a follow-up to uh, Box of Delights, do you reckon? Best wishes, Paul Garland. Um, I would say to that, that's it's a really tricky one. I mean, you say you're not questioning download-only releases as a general principle, because if that is what is necessary to make a particular range commercially viable, then I have no problem with that. That's why those decisions were made for Lucifer, Genesis and Jago and Lightfoot series 14. Um, but it's a good point about, you know, offering a premium release of those on CD. I mean, I'll have a, have a chat with Jason, see what we think, but... Um, we, you know, we are generally trying for all sorts of reasons that I won't bore you with now, environmental and financial, to reduce our CD production output. Thanks, Paul. Sorry that I can't give you a an exciting revelatory response to that. No, sincerely, th thanks very much, and sorry that we didn't do exactly what you wanted. Uh, we've got one here from Nissa McKinnon again, actually. Oh, hello, hello Nissa. Um, she's, she's the subject back. of this one is Damn You. Um, <laughs> that sounds nice. Uh, I just finished listening to the 15 minute tease of Space 1999, Volume 1. In the first minute, you had me. Maybe I even cried just a little. I can't wait to get access to my copy. Thank you. P.S. I hope that you're all safe and making the best of this new year. P.P.S. I love the Pathfinder series. Thank you. Lisa McKinnon. There we go. Well, uh, it's it's very moving right at the beginning of Space 1999, Volume 1. Uh, there, there's a, a, a bereavement and, um, yeah, it's quite uh, an action pack. Did you just and, say Space um, 1991? I did, yeah. I've I've withdrawn <laughs> uh, eight years. Yeah, sorry about that. But it's, but I used to say Space 1999, <laughs> 99 ice creams as well used to say a lot it's 99. me and numbers you've noticed this before haven't you when there's like a six written in front of me i'll read out eight it's just madness anyway yes. yeah it is very emotional in spite of me messing up with the calendar of the actual <laughs> release thanks nissa that's it for this week keep them coming folks to podcast at bigfinish.com And don't forget that we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of our latest Eighth Doctor adventure, Stranded 2, uh, starring Paul McGann, and out this week, oh. golly. Uh, but before that, it's... The Random 
Boy Selectatron, where we randomly select a random big finish release and give you 25% off it. I think in previous weeks we accidentally said 10%, but it's 25%. That's for darn sure. Oh, and by the way, we released um, something last week on the Random Boy Selectatron, the Selected, and um, someone wrote uh, a tweet, I think, and said, oh, surely you should release the, the Rocketmen one before that to lead into it. And so we did. So if you've got any ideas for any extra Randomoid stuff, then do then feel free to give Why us a not, nudge eh? on that. Why not? So what have we got then, Benji? Oh, well, there's going to be some home truths in this one because it's oh. home truths. Doctor oh. Companion Chronicles Home Truths by Simon <laughs> Gurria starring Gene Marsh. Oh, yeah. Let's have a listen to the trailer. Hello? I'm sorry to intrude on you. Is anybody there? Hello? Oh, I could tell you a hundred stories. You don't run a guest house without picking up a few tales. I think you know the story I want to hear. Do I know? It's about a house. A house of dreams and magic. The Doctor his long silver hair and old-fashioned clothes. He seemed so ancient, so travelled, so deeply marked by time. The house is always listening. Is anyone there? Doctor, can you hear that? I don't believe in ghosts. Well, there you go. Um, you get 25% discount off. I didn't have anything to do with this production, but it was, so, it was brilliant. Uh, I know that, you know, I've worked with Jean Marsh as well, and it was so lovely having her in to do these and these interesting developments with the character of Sarah Kingdom. Great stuff. My good old Simon Currier. I'm pretty certain that Lisa Bauman would have directed this. Yes! It was a fantastic cover by Simon Hollab as well. Brilliant stuff. Good. Uh, how do we get the uh, the discount, Benji? Uh, super simple. I'll tell you. All you yes, have to do is on. go to bigfinish.com, go to the podcast section. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, in there, there'll be the, the latest podcast. You click read more. Yes. And in the blurb, I like saying the word blurb. blurb. In the blurb, blurb it says blurb, just blurb, click blurb, here blurb. and enter the code BUCK UP. That's all capital letters B U C K U P. No spaces, no complications, no punctuations, no stresses for the nations. Just <laughs> shove that in there. And you know you'll get your discount twenty five percent off. It's a winning. It's a winning factor. Finish that collection. That's you know this is what's good about Ran. You yes. can sometimes there's something you think oh I've got a gap in my gap in my collection. I'll fill that out. Nice. Uh, we're helping you do that with twenty five percent off. So thanks very much for that Ran. Very nourishing. Yes, yes, mm. most, most absorbing. Mm. Uh, meantime, it only remains for us to say goodbye. <gasps> Good- goodbye. Bye. While we're away, here's the first 15 minutes of our latest Eighth Doctor adventure, Stranded 2, starring Paul McGann. Dead Time, by the wonderful, the one and only, Matt Fitton.
I've got her back, my TARDIS. Hello, old girl. How's the rest of her looking? Not all there. Some corridors stop at dead ends. Others loop around on themselves. Some are still moving while I went through them. She's reconfiguring, slowly. Paradox energy is hard to digest. I found Liv's room, but I've no idea where mine's got to. It'll take time. She's not up to making me a new sonic screwdriver yet, but look. She found one of my old jackets. Oh, that's a huge relief. Well, actually it is, because... Here. Your... What was it? Psychic paper. Always handy to get into places. Yes, but without a screwdriver, you may not get out again. Oh. What's that? Uh, it's from Tanya. In a pub around the corner. She'd appreciate it if you could give them a bit more background. I'm paraphrasing. How does she sound? Sound? It's one of those text messages. Yes, but is there amusing punctuation? Maybe one of those little faces? No. Read it yourself. Right. Ooh. Yes. She seems quite cross. The test flight will have to wait. Come on. Test flight? So soon? Is that wise? That was amazing. Aliens, actual aliens. Robin, you nearly got shot. Those aliens were threatening your life. Yeah, but the doctor would never let anything bad happen. Right. Well, look, I've texted Helen. Hopefully they'll be here in a minute. Here, lemonade for you. Have you called your dad? Thanks. Yeah, he's fine with me coming back with you. Okay. There's a pot of tea on its way. I was hoping for something stronger. We need to be ready. If the TARDIS is repairing itself, yeah, the blue shed. What is it exactly? You said it's some kind of spaceship. Space and time ship. Uh, so carry on, Liv. You and Helen and the Doctor, you're actual time travellers, space explorers. Uh, a bit of both. The Doctor's an alien. Something called a Time Lord. Amazing. Are you one too? Helen and I are both human. Well, that's a comfort. But we're not exactly local. Helen's from nearly 60 years in the past. Explains her history lessons. I knew she was winging it on Reagan and Gorbachev. And you, Liv? Where are you from? A long way in the future. But it doesn't matter. I'm me. I'm still me in the here and now. And if your time machine's working again, how long will the doctor stick around? They're over here. You can ask him yourself. going to talk about what just happened. Best to keep our mouths shut in front of the taxi driver. We didn't want him carting us off to Bedlam. That was mad. Monsters. Alien monsters. Did you see that guy's face? Scaly, like a dinosaur. Oh, I'm sure there's a rational explanation. Like the policeman said, it'll be student pranks. Whoever it was, they had a better budget than anything on the telly. What was all that about killing the doctor? Yes, for a prank. It did get rather out of hand. What now? Where's the doctor? What do we do? I suggest we wait. I'm sure he'll be back with his friends soon enough. We can have a proper chat with him then. He still owes us dinner. We should make him take us out again. Maybe more aliens will turn up. Come on, Zakia. I need a cup of tea. And you need to calm down. Good night, both. Good night, ladies. Rational explanation. 
Who are you kidding? Those girls know the truth. They saw it with their own eyes. I suppose it's the old training kicking in, reassuring the public. Now, it's time we told them. The Doctor, Sergeant Davidson, about who we really are. I'll think about it. We need to find the right moment. I wonder what the brig would make of all this. The TARDIS is starting to heal. She's not quite her old self, but getting there, slowly. So, are we ready to go? Uh, wait a second. You've still got to explain why lizard people from the future seem to think you're some kind of tyrant. I don't know. Maybe we should go to the future and find out? That's not really an explanation. They seemed very sure you're, what do they say, the cause of their annihilation? Mistaken identity. And then they shot you. I saw you die. Actually die, just for a moment. A moment too long. A paradox took hold. We could be looking at a whole new aberrant timeline. I have to find out how far it extends. See? Total non-explanation. What is he talking about? You get used to it. I'll get to the bottom of it. And the best thing I can do to explain, Tanya, is to take you with me. What do they say? Show, don't tell? Really? You're... You're inviting me along? Why not? Hold on. We don't even know if the TARDIS is safe to travel. Good point. Look, Tanya, I could always check things out with the Doctor and come back. Oh, turn down a trip in a time machine? Are you kidding? Or is it just one rule for you? This is great. I'm coming too. Ah. But why can't I come? Robin, you were almost killed by those assassins. I can't knowingly drag you into the line of fire again. But it's all right to drag Tanya there. Hey, I can't speak for myself. Tanya's a responsible adult. Uh, steady. She knows what she's letting herself in for. Does she? I think she knows a lot more than we realize. I've been ready for this for years. So am I. This isn't fair. Please, you need to go home. Let your family see you safe. I wouldn't be any trouble. Look, we're here now, back at your TARDIS. Liv, show Tanya inside. See if the library's grown back yet. Library? Okay. You better brace yourself. Robin, this is a test flight. Remember those first experimental rocket launches or the Wright brothers? It's not 100% safe. Let me run the TARDIS in. Maybe I'll take you on the next trip, if your mum and dad are okay with it. You can get a bus home across the road. Don't miss the last one. I don't want to get a bus home when there's a time machine right here. Please, Doctor, please let me come. It's too many. I've already got to look after these three. Robin, go home. Do it for me. I promise I'll take you next time. Doctor. I promise. Here, this will pay for a taxi instead. Your father will be worrying. He really won't. All right, I'll get a taxi. But next time. This is incredible. Yeah. It's not usually so see-through. I've read about uh, time machines, but to actually see one... You've read about them. And you've been ready for years. There's a reason I'm living in that house, Liv. I looked into its history. I've always been obsessed with this kind of thing. UFOs, weird science, the unexplained. You might say it's a lifelong hobby. Hmm. So what am I? Completing your collection? Oh, you know you're more than that. So you're fine with time travel, this place, the TVs, Mr. Bird, the Rockellians, that's all okay. Did you meet a lot of aliens before you met him? My fair share, but then again, you know, 
I'm from the future. All right, then. Did Helen? No. Everyone starts somewhere. You wait and wait for something to take you out of this world, something that lets you see more. Eventually, that day comes, and you've got to be ready. Right. Everyone take a look around. We want to avoid too many witnesses. It's getting dark, fairly quiet. Couple on the corner, going into the takeaway. There's a youngster on a bench over the road. No, she's got her head in her book. I think we're fine. We never normally worry about this kind of thing. Yeah, well, I've got no idea what kind of takeoff this will be. The TARDIS is a bit rusty, to say the least. So am I. Is it dangerous for people outside? I hope not. We should just disappear from the here and now. Right. This is as good a time as we're going to get. Checking power levels. Nice and subtle. Are those sirens for us? Oh, no. Wait for me! <laughs> well, it's your responsibility. Andy, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry, I've got this sorted. Oh. Are we under oh. arrest? So much for slipping away quietly. <laughs> They're blockading the streets. You weren't thinking of going without me, were you? Oh, it's big, isn't it? I bet it's a nightmare for dusting. So how does this work, then? We can see out, but no one sees in. It's a bit like a mirror in an interview room, I suppose. All right, power levels set, doors closed. Just working out the coordinates. Now, is there anywhere I can put my things? I'll open a portal into the vortex once we get going. Doctor, the sergeant very kindly organised a police cordon to make sure we weren't disturbed. Well, I'm so glad the authorities know my business. That always works out so well. I can fake a cover story. They just needed a word with everyone to establish credentials. So we all work for the local council now? Yeah, they think it's a gas leak. <clears throat> Pop this here for now? Yeah. What have you brought? We could be going anywhere in time and space, not camping in Epping Forest. Well, technically, anywhere in time and space does include Epping. I really don't think that's where we're going. I'm plotting a course for the Rockellian home system. I first visited around 4,000 years from now. Those assassins came from midway along that timeline. We may as well start at the end and work back. So alien lizards come to kill you, and you head straight for their home planet? It's our only lead. As a police officer, you should appreciate that. If you really are the police. Right, hold on, everyone. Is that it? Are we there? No. Look outside. Nothing's happened. Oh, one moment. <coughs> Yes, we're on our way. What's happening outside? The sun's coming up. Look at the traffic. People whizzing past like... Like, I, I don't know what they're like. This is impossible. And now it's dark again. Day, night, day, night. Oh, whoa. I can't watch. Oh, I feel a bit sick. Something's wrong. Literally the only two words I did not want to hear. We're not moving. Look outside. We're definitely going somewhere. It's just a blur. We've left 2020. We're traversing time, but not space. She's straining every muscle, but she can't move an inch. Oh. Oh. What was that? Ground moved. We're careering forward decades, no, centuries at once. Can't you stop it? I'm trying, but she's out of control. Oh. 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 
never good. I'll turn it off. Uh, have we, uh, have we stopped? Feels like it. Yeah, uh, looks like it too. Where are we? What is that outside? Desert? Rocks? Craters? We could be on the moon. No, definitely Earth. The spatial locator shows we're still rooted to Camden. The sun looks very big. Should the sun be that big? It all depends on when we are. Here, let me just... Oh, oh, oh. What are you doing? Ah, what's happened? Robin! So, where are we then? See? Told you, it's breathable. Yeah, but this isn't the ideal way to check. Well, we're here now. Where is here, or rather, when? Well, all the instruments aren't responding. She's taking a while to work things out. And what about getting back? Helen's happy to stay and look after him. Not perfect. But as far as we know, inside the TARDIS is the safest place. Didn't feel like it just now. Poor lad must be terrified. Hiding in the cupboard for that roller coaster. Give them a wave. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Why not rate, review and subscribe? <laughs> well, I mean, why not?